Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. It's up to you. It seems as if life doesn't seem to care which path you choose, right? But guess what? You're going to learn the lesson either way. Do you want to learn it the quick, easier way, where you choose the terms of discomfort? Or do you want to learn it the hard way by hitting bottom? Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Life is your teacher, and life doesn't care about how happy you are. I hate to break it to you. Life doesn't care about how comfortable you are. Life is fundamentally about your resistance to change, and it conspires to push you toward embracing, looking at, and healing your resistance to that change. So, if you're experiencing significant suffering or pain, pay attention. That's life providing feedback and trying to teach you. And as I've mentioned throughout this series, you are not qualified to turn your nose up at the solution a teacher offers if you don't try it. So that pain is an invitation to get honest with yourself about your resistance. The earlier and more active you do this, the less pain you'll have to experience. After you're done with this episode, I recommend going back to episodes 206 through 209, which is a series focused on embracing being tested. It will provide you with a useful frame through which you can view the challenges that life presents to you now and is a valuable tool for navigating resistance. And I want to take a minute to tell you about my new upcoming course. Consider for a moment a question by way of introduction. What is your most important resource? What is your most important resource? Is it money? Is it time? Is it knowledge? Is it attention? I would offer it's none of these things. Your most important resource is your ability to change. Whatever it is you're after, it requires you to change. Have you noticed? New habits, new behaviors, new ways of thinking and being. Rarely does mere intention do the trick. You have to change. If you want different results in your life, you need to do new, often uncomfortable things that challenge you to be a different kind of person. And while we all like to say, I don't know how, or change takes time, the real reason that stops most people is their unconscious relationship to change itself. Your ability to identify the needed change and take effective steps to execute, I think, is everything. Many people know exactly what they need to do for years, even decades before doing it. And that gap is entirely about their relationship to change. So the question then is, Is it possible to change how you relate to change? And my answer is, you bet. The first step is realizing that's the issue. You were taught that knowing about something is enough to make a difference. And you know by now that it's not. There's an old saying in Zen, to understand and not to be is not to truly understand. How do you bridge the gap between mere mental understanding and true embodiment of what you know? How do you do this as quickly as possible? That's what you'll learn in this 11-week course beginning January 9th, 2020. 
come prepared to become someone else who happens to be you. Courses are free for Clear and Open members. For more information, head to clearandopen.com. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. The lessons that life has for you, you are going to learn the easy way or the hard way. The lessons life has for you are not up to you. You don't get to choose them. I wish this were different. It would be lovely if you got to just choose it. But the lessons life has for you, if you really consider this and look through this lens, you'll see it, you'll experience it to be true. You don't get to choose those. You get to choose how and when you deal with them. You get to choose to try workarounds, to procrastinate. You have free will to do that. But have you noticed they always come back? Whatever you're putting off, whatever you don't, don't, don't want to deal with, eventually you're going to have to, if you want to be a guitar player, you're going to have to learn where all those A's are. Eventually you will surrender to that. It took me 20 years. What right now is taking you 20 years? Maybe it doesn't have to take 20 years. Maybe whatever it is you're resisting, you could break through right now and take it on. Maybe you could. How would you do that? By looking squarely at what the resistance is. Exactly how is it that I don't want to deal with this? How does that work? What's the pain I'm avoiding? What's the emotion I'm avoiding? What exactly am I afraid will change? What is that? And then you just be with that. And if you have a coach, a therapist, a helper, a really good friend, talk with them about that fear. Be with it. Work through it. Challenge it. Put the shoes on that you're so afraid of and walk around a little bit. See for yourself that it's not the end of the world. Because you know how this is. The reality is never as bad as the fear. You know, that prescription I've, I talked about, about healthy work boundaries and suspending friendships, I've even done that with marriages. That's a weird thing. It's an uncomfortable thing to, for example, I've done this with a husband and wife who ran a business where one was a CEO and the other was reporting to the other and said, the marriage is no longer part of the business. At work, your coworkers, you act as if you barely know each other. And that took them a couple of months to really try on. But when they finally did, guess what? All their business problems went away. It's not magic. It's common sense. You can't be husband and, husband and wives don't run businesses, right? Because there just needs to be someone at the top who can make a decision. Call that the CEO. And if they care too much about what the person reporting to them thinks of them, they're not going to push them very hard. And then there's no accountability. Then there's no accountability anywhere else in the organization. And then you start having workarounds like hiring two employees for, uh, for, uh, to take the place of one who doesn't do it very well. And then you have too much strain financially on the business. And then the business is out of cash. And then the business closes. All because what? You were unwilling to try the uncomfortable thing of pretending that you're not friends or married to the people that you work with because you weren't willing to try that on because you thought it wouldn't work without even giving it a few laps around the store, okay, then I guess you know best. It's sad to me, but my work is 
you know, to be patient and to trust that ultimately people's change isn't up to me. It's between them and life. I can't absolutely know what's possible for people. I can't know the timing of their breakthroughs. But it's hard. It's hard for me. And I know it's hard for you because I see every day people pushing their breakthroughs, kicking the breakthrough can down the road by avoiding looking squarely at the resistance and actually going through it, pushing themselves that hard. So it's the tough part of my job. And it's a teacher for me. It's a teacher for me because I can't grip too tightly what I think should or shouldn't happen. And so it's like walking a tightrope for me, being invested in the process and helping people and nudging and selling the same ideas again and again and navigating resistance with people to the solutions that I know will work. And at the same time, surrendering to, I don't know what the outcome's supposed to be. Maybe this person needs somewhere in the hard way. It's up to you. I guess that's where I would leave it. Ultimately, your change, your success, your fulfillment, it's up to you. And it's entirely dependent on what? Your relationship to change, your relationship to your resistance, your relationship to the work that you're doing, not necessarily the work itself. Do you know what I mean? Not practicing guitar the way you relate to practicing guitar. Not managing the way you relate to managing. And inside that relating, is that's where your resistance is. Resistance to trying new things, going out of your comfort zone, asking questions instead of telling people what to do, delegation, all of that. It's going to be uncomfortable. But if you just push yourself into a little bit of discomfort every day, that's how the metal becomes pure and strong. That's how the clay fires into a hard ceramic. That's how the diamond is made. By you pushing yourself, you create that pressure yourself by subjecting yourself to the fire of difficulty, of discomfort, because you know while it hurts one part of you, just like lifting weights or exercising, right? It hurts. It doesn't not hurt. But we learn over time, for those who exercise regularly, we learn somehow to associate that physical discomfort with, oh, that's good for me, right? And you know, if you exercise regularly, you learn the difference between good pain and bad pain, right? People who are not in good shape typically are people who don't know the difference between good discomfort and bad discomfort on a physical level. To grow in the way I'm talking about requires discerning the difference between good emotional discomfort and bad emotional discomfort. And the vast majority of people don't know the difference. And so they get near some emotional discomfort, like dividing their relationship from being friends outside of work and professionals inside of work. They feel the discomfort of that and they go, I don't like that idea. That seems weird. And then they say, well, that seems weird. That's an uncomfortable thing for me, so I'm going to not do it. Rather than that's an uncomfortable thing, oh boy, that's exactly what I want to do. Because if you are an athlete, you know that when you find an exercise that's hard to do, that you're uncoordinated with, or you know, even with very low weight, you go, oh boy, I know this is good for me because it's challenging me. Give me more. That's how you become stronger. Well, it's the same emotionally, intellectually, spiritually. 
on that subject, the reason most people don't get very far in their meditation and their own spiritual advancement is because their meditation isn't challenging enough. They think meditation is about relaxing or practicing a peaceful mind state. And it can be used for that, but it won't actually develop you into a more aware person. You know you're meditating well when you start to experience fear, fear of losing your mind, fear of ego death, fear of annihilation, fear of uh, not being able to manage your life anymore. Because real meditation, this is a whole other subject, but for meditators, it could be a useful uh, analogy. Real meditation is about experiencing that there's no you there on one level to go looking for the meditator and experience that it can't be found. This anchors your attention into something other than your own mind. And it's, your, it's that your attention, your identity is anchored into your own mind, causes huge amounts of suffering. And the more your attention and your identity is anchored in something other than the mind, the less you suffer. But there's a price for that. There's a price for that. It's not comfortable. Everything has a price. Nothing is free. That's another way of talking about what we're talking about here. Because people resist the discomfort that is the price that must be paid to get what they want. You want to have accountability in your business? You're going to have to hold your best friend accountable who reports to you. That price must be paid. Because you're at the top of the org chart and you don't even know what real accountability looks like while you're in the fantasy of being able to manage your best friend. You don't know. That's the price that must be paid. That's the price. So another way of saying this is people bring me their problems and I show them this is the solution. Here's the price. Just like the doctor, right? You want to have stop, you want to stop having chest pains. You want to not have another heart attack. Here's the price. You quit smoking. You get in better shape, and you lose weight. That's the price. Think about the number of people in the world right now who that applies to, whose doctors have told them that. What percentage of them actually do it? Less than half. Less than ten percent. It's a minority, right? Why is that? If the person were just to really carefully look, hmm, I want to live a long, healthy, happy life. My doctor told me how to get there. What's the discomfort that prevents me from following through? What is that? What's the feeling that I don't think I can bear? What's the depression? What's the anxiety? What what am I using the food to stuff down? What if I could prove to myself that I am actually strong enough to bear that and I don't need those workarounds, that's strength, that's courage, that's subjecting yourself to the kill and the fire to make you stronger. That's the price you must pay. It doesn't happen any other way. I wish it did. If you could get stronger without having to experience pain, the world would look very different. So the, ultimately, the question is this, because like I said, I thought I didn't have more to say, but it turns out I did. Like I said before, you don't get to choose what life is going to teach you. Your life lessons are life's lessons for you. And you've got two choices. 
you can be reactive and be a passive recipient of life's lessons and it will kick your ass. If you think life happens to you, then it will. And it will kick your ass. Or you can be proactive and say, what is life trying to teach me? And how do I make it so that I'm listening so well and choosing the discomfort so that it's more on my terms and happens faster so that I make these changes and deal with the discomfort by choosing it rather than letting it happen to me? Right. So after the first marriage, you spend a year in therapy going, okay, what exactly did I do to attract a person who did all this to me? And what did I do to them? And how do I make sure this doesn't happen again? Or the marriage could end. You can go, well, I guess that didn't work out. Let me see who else I can find. And if you do the latter, you're a whole lot more likely to go through it all again. It's up to you. It seems as if life doesn't seem to care which path you choose. Right? But guess what? You're going to learn the lesson either way. Do you want to learn it the quick, easier way where you choose the terms of discomfort? Or do you want to learn it the hard way by hitting bottom? That's your choice. Now, the teenager inside all of us stomps its feet and goes, but I want to learn it the comfortable way. And life goes, I don't know what to tell you. You don't make a diamond without pressure. The clay doesn't turn into a bowl that you can eat out of unless you fire it. And the metal in that sword is weak as hell unless you fold it 10 times and pound the hell out of it at a thousand degrees. That's just the way it works. The butter, the, the caterpillar doesn't get to say, but I want to turn into a butterfly just by attaching wings to myself and stay a caterpillar. I don't want to have to turn into goo. This is the way of things. Pressure builds strength. So you can either choose it or let it happen to you. Probably you've experienced both in your life. Which do you want to do? Which do you want to do? If you come for help to a therapist, a coach like myself, a teacher, whatever, if you come from this place realizing there's already resistance in you and that's your job to be on top of that, the helper can help with it too. But if you don't do your side of it and actively question and bring to the helper, oh my God, this solution makes so much sense and I'm resisting it, help me. Make it smaller, make it easier. I'm having a hard time making the the leap. I, I don't really know what the fear is. You bring that. That's working through resistance. All right? I think that's enough. Thanks for watching. Wherever you are and whatever you're working through, I wish you well with it. And I hope you can learn life's lessons with the minimal pain necessary to forge you into a greater you. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com review, and it will bring you to the right place. 
If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.